Hi, I'm Khalilo Reynolds and welcome to another live edition of Taking Stock. We're bringing you all the latest business news and telling you how it will affect you and your money. We had such an amazing launch last evening. You just had to be there. I know that there was rain and so a lot of you couldn't make it like you planned, but I understand. I forgive you. We still had a vibe with us who, you know, were there. We had guest speakers, including the Minister of Industry, Investment and Commerce, Senator Auburn Hill. We had the Minister of Tourism, Ed Bartlett. We had PSOJ President Metrosiaga. We had Mark Gale, one of our money makers. And of course, specially invited guests from the Money Mission community. So tell me in the comments, were you there? And what did you think about it? Let me know in the comments below. And if you're not part of that community yet, what are you waiting for? Go to moneymission.mn.co or click the link in the description or the comments to join. Remember to hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. And let me know in the chat where you're joining us from. We've got a great show lined up for you. So here's a look at what's coming up, followed by what's hot in business. And come on, let's get this money. Were you at the Chris Brown concert, yes or no? Have you noticed celebrities flocking to Jamaica in droves? We'll find out the number of visitor arrivals to the island from tourism minister Edmund Bartlett and discuss the economical impact. And the analysts weigh in on the latest market developments. Caribbean producers' Jamaica results are out. How did they perform? And internationally, the Dow Jones closed nearly 200 points higher on Monday. We'll discuss. But first, here's What's Hot, brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. The closing date for 138 Student Living's additional public offer has been extended. The offer, which was set to close on October 6th, has been extended to October 23. The company also said that investors with an eight-digit Jamaica Central Securities Depository number can apply for the APO online by completing the application form on GK's One Wealth portal. One through eight is trying to raise over $2 billion to help repay some of its existing debt and fund its expansion plans. Lighting and electrical company Fosrich says it plans to expand its transformer repair and solar products businesses to Guyana in the near future. Locally, the company has been working with electricity provider JPS to repair transformers across the island. According to managing director Cecil Foster, the company must begin to scale and expand if it wants to remain successful. Guyana is considered one of the fastest growing economies in the world thanks to its booming oil sector. The country is currently inviting regional and international business owners to take up opportunities there. Business process outsourcing company Ibex Global is looking to add 2,000 more jobs to the industry. The company will be hosting a job fair in Port Morris and Catherine this weekend to help fill positions at its new location at the GTEC Park. Ibex, one of the island's largest BPO companies, now has 6,000 employees at five locations across the island. Monthly ad revenue at social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, has declined at least 55% each month since billionaire Elon Musk bought the company in October 2022. 
According to the new data, U.S. ad revenue dropped by 78% in December 2022 compared with December 2021, which was the steepest monthly decline since the acquisition. The company has struggled to keep advertisers since the takeover because of several controversial changes under Musk's ownership. However, X's new CEO, Linda Iacorino, said 1,500 brands have returned to the platform in the last 12 weeks, and 90% of the company's top 100 advertisers were back. What's Hot was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. Attention! Are you struggling with money? trying to figure out how to pay off your credit cards. Are you ready to learn how to invest and grow your money? I'm Khalila Reynolds, the Money General, and I'm on a mission to help you get better with money. Join me inside the Money Mission community where I'll teach you how to manage money, make more money, and annihilate bad debt. Click the link in the description to sign up for your basic or premium membership. Let's get this money. I took Kalila's Investing for Beginners Masterclass because I heard there was an IPO launching and I just jumped right into it. Help me if you know how to invest and the steps you can go to achieve your goals as well. If it is that y'all are interested in learning about investments or anything, I really suggest that you hop on that class, that masterclass, because the way that I look at money now and saving, I don't... I look at it different now. Kalila, you are the reason Martella Brown started investing. Learn the basics about stock market investing today. Investing for Beginners is available on demand or with a premium membership to the Money Mission community. Join now at moneymission.mn.co. The link is in the description. This segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's see who is watching right now. We have Maurice tuning in from St. Thomas who says, boy, with what's about to escalate in the Middle East, I can only hope there is no negative spillover that may affect people traveling to our region to vacate. Big, big issue developing right now. Shanice says it's money time. We got Raquel saying good night and Raquel uh, is in Kingston, Kingston, Jamaica, in the building. She says, like and come in, money makers. Atlanta's representing as well. Big up yourself, Jermaine Scott. Anthony in Portmore. We got Kimari in Spanish Town. Dwight in the house. We got Westmoreland present. Antoinette all the way in Arizona. And she, so I guess you watched it online, right? On YouTube. Big up yourself, Antoinette. Humble Boss is in Negril. Lamoy is in Mobe. Lithium Lily is outside. It was great meeting you last night. Lithium Lily, Nano Sense tuning in as usual from far, far away. Dwight wants to know if this is really live or pre-recorded. It is live. We are live as we speak. And Minister Bartlett is on. So he was actually with us last night at the Money Mission launch. And he dropped some interesting data during his presentation. So I did not know that off the money, the billions that tourism brings to this island, 42% is in food. So if you're looking to invest in the tourism sector, it's not just hotel and Airbnb, look at food service 
for that sector as well. So there's so many opportunities and he's on with us right now to talk about the opportunities in tourism. Good evening, Minister Bartlett. Good evening, Kalila. How are you? And good. Good, good seeing you two evening evenings in a row. And absolutely, yesterday evening was outstanding. It was absolutely outstanding. And Thank you know, you it so was much. really good to see that grouping of young people. And that in person. Absolutely. That's what excites me to see that the young minds are engaged in um, wealth creation. And um, and they recognize the value of money, you know, as a as a capital. But it's no good with them. It is a dead capital if it's not converted into wealth. So this is what we have to do. And the wealth comes out of the various activities and the assets. Absolutely. So, so my viewers are all about let's get that money. And so yes. we want to know where are the opportunities right now in the tourism industry? Correct. So um, for us, I think the big push is now on the supply side. I mentioned that yesterday evening because the consumption pattern of a visitor is three to five times that of the local. And therefore, the demand that the visitor brings is multiplied by that factor. And it creates opportunities now, demand, huge demand for a range of goods and services that are provided. On the manufacturing side, there's huge opportunities for beds and linen and pillowcase and sheets and blankets and um, pots and pans and cans and kettles <laughs> um, for furnishings of various types, you know, chairs and drawers and you name it. And then there are other manufactured goods on the uh, gastronomy side. There's for food, all types of food. You name it. Um, and then they're for farming and farming activities. And beyond everything else, farming activity is, a, is an attraction on its own that inspires a, a whole host of visitors to come to see how the food is, is grown, how the agricultural practices are carried out in your area. But Minister, as you mentioned farming and so, there is a perception, and you can correct me if this perception is false, that tourists want the foreign things. They want imported American apples and grapes. They don't really want to eat our local food. So no. to what extent is that true? Not true. Um, one of the things that you bear in mind is that people travel to fulfill their passions. And one of the passions is to taste exotic foods and to uh, indulge in local cultures. Uh, one of the things, too, that you have to recall um, why there perhaps is need for imports beyond the fact that if those supplies are not available <clears throat> in sufficient quantities, then you will find that it has to be augmented uh, by imports. Uh, and so when the visitor comes and there isn't enough uh, eggs, for example, that we produce here, we have to import eggs because the need for 24-7 is evident demanding, and if you are not able to supply it, you have a problem, you have a contractual issue. Uh, and some visitors are very litigious. 
So you have to make sure that you can supply on their demand 24-7. The, the, the capacity, therefore, to produce these things that are required is where the issue is. So we need investment, far more investment in all of these areas. You take, for example, um, agro-processing, which is required to make chutneys and the nectars and the tomato paste that we call ketchup and, you know, the, uh, the pepper mash and so on, uh, pick a pepper as we locally call it here. All of those are manufactured goods that, again, if the demand outstrip our ability to supply, they will have to import. Then there are other issues in relation to now specialized cuts of meat that we don't produce here in Jamaica. Of course, rice, as you know, we don't produce. Um, flour, we don't produce wheat. So those items that we don't produce because of our geophysical situation um, are different, but they have to be imported. And they are among the staples of um, locals and visitors alike. So fruits, for example, the, 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 the visitor would love to have Jamaican fruits. In fact, the supplies that we have in the hotels are exhausted so fast. Jamaican nesberry, Jamaican sweet sop and sour sop, Jamaican mangoes, my goodness, especially mangoes, you know, even our OTT apples, um, Guinness, you name them. So all of these, uh, pineapple and you know, oranges and so on, are hugely consumed. Uh, the demand, I tell you, for uh, fresh fruits and vegetables in tourism is $36 billion. And we are only able to meet just a little over 20% of that. Wow, 20%? So just 20%? Just 20%. So the demand is there, and, and the invitation for investment in these areas is huge. Um, but, but we're not doing that. Um, we, we focus a lot on the demand side which is the hotels and hotel room and, and to build villas and so on, fine. But that's not the consumption pattern. The consumption pattern is about food, it's about drink, it's about entertainment, you know, it's about attractions of various types. It, 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 it's things that people do to excite them and to give them a sense of purpose and you know, a sense of place. You know, as, as you mentioned, entertainment too, uh, for our viewers, if any of you have ever visited an all-inclusive resort and you see the level of entertainment that they have at these resorts, I so I always put on my business thinking cap whenever I see these things. And I'm like, how do they find, you know, how do these companies come together, these groups of entertainers come together? Do they rotate and, you know, like travel from one resort to another? Do they do seasons? It is such an amazing opportunity for entertainers to form, to form companies yes. and you know, work at the resorts. And build production centers. Build and, production and centers. Host their own events. Absolutely. You see, that's what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, we did a, a small uh, network, which we call our linkages network. And, and what we tried to do was to identify five of the huge areas of demand that exist within the consumption pattern of the visitor. And we started with gastronomy for food. And we're saying 
just invest in food, you know, almost every time. And the technology is there for your food um, supplies and your uh, food entity to be positioned. You know, you can be positioned on our platform, choose JTB. But we, we have social media access now unlike anything that we've ever seen in life. The ability to connect and to be able to transact yourself and to, to also get payments instantaneously and to be able to make choices. The world has never seen anything like this. And the opportunities, therefore, for tourism is infinite, simply because you can now connect with people virtually as well, make business deals virtually. And when they arrive in the country, you have already done the deal, the money's in your wallet, you know, or in the bank account, as the case might be. And, um, and all they do is just consume, have fun, and go back to so, so, Minister, we already have a lot of comments online, people chiming into this conversation and having posing questions for you. So, Treat You Botanical says, the food industry generates the most income for the business, but sadly, the workers are often overworked and underpaid long extended hours. And that applies to both the food industry and the tourism industry. So how do, you, how do we address these issues? Well, you know, um, what happens is that the skill levels are, I think, how remuneration are structured. Um, I've been working in the industry now to build capacity for human capital development. Um, we're training, training, training. We're certifying, we're certifying. I've established the Jamaica Center for Tourism Innovation, which is a pathway um, skill uh, certification unit that connects with large um, certification entities in the world, like the American Hotel and Lodging Institute, um, the Malaga University, the CERN University, and um, the American Culinary Foundation, and so on. And these entities work with us to certify qualified um, workers by way of competence only, yes, but not certified. And we give them certification. And that allows them now to have mobility and to attract higher levels of remuneration. We have established in high schools, in 30 high schools across Jamaica, in the sixth form grouping, uh, an associate degree program in hotel management and customer service. And that allows for graduates from high school now to get entry levels into hotels at, at rates and, and remuneration levels that are above what is normal. So the historic situation with the entertainment um, and the hospitality industries and so on is that we tend to attract low skill and therefore low remuneration. Upskilling is a huge part of changing that whole paradigm and to, in fact, affect what I call the labor market arrangements. So NanoSense says there's too many middlemen in that sector. And he was referring to your when you were saying that we need to have more people who are growing food to sell to the tourism uh, industry to the resorts and so on but he says there are too many middlemen so it's hard for local farmers and local producers to actually get those contracts with these uh, players industry players okay. that's a good point and that's why we establish a, a platform app called Alex and we developed that app with RADA to enable the small farmers all across the country to connect directly 
with the purveyors and the procurement officers at the hotels. So now, through Alex, and last um, count I had for the year so far, over $137 million of transaction took place on that platform with small enterprises, small hotels um, connecting with small farmers and large hotels connecting with small farmers across Jamaica and selling, and it's, it's increasing. So, so yes, we recognize that there is that middle situation, but technology is helping us to bridge that gap. Okay, so another thing that I heard you say, not last night, but probably a couple months ago that really surprised me is that the number of Airbnbs, the number of rooms available via Airbnb and other short-term rentals, I use Airbnb to refer to all short-term rentals because it's the most popular, that that has actually exceeded the number of hotel rooms. Can you speak to that? Like, what is the well, ratio there? It hasn't quite exceeded hotel rooms yet. Um, and, um, you know, it probably might not. But it certainly has expanded exponentially over um, since COVID. This post-COVID period has seen a real, um, you know, surge of Airbnb or share economy activity within the industry. Last year, for example, um, the revenue generated by uh, the Airbnb group, as they are commonly called, was a little over 100 million US. And it represented nearly 30% of all the visitors who come to the country. So it's happening. And what that has done is to insert a whole range of small and medium players into the tourism industry and has democratized the accommodations of sector in a way unprecedented. So you'll be surprised where um, tourists are going now you know, for accommodation. They're in areas that you sometimes would think of going yourself. Like where? You know, like Trenchtown. And, um, I'm sorry, I don't want to call special places. And I should, um, but I'm, I'm saying. Well, we want to know. Our viewers want to know where the opportunities are. So where are the where are the tourists going now? That would normally not associate, you know, with leisure activities and also with accommodation. Uh, and it's all over. It's, it's not just in the inner city areas of Kingston and Montego Bay and Ochoares and so on, but it's also in some deep rural places that we've never thought that would accommodate visitors. But they go because they want that kind of experience. And um, recall I said, people travel to fulfill their passion. What are yeah. these passions? You name it. Almost a lot of people come for the cultural experience as much Absolutely. as the, the beauty and the sea and the sand and all of that. And they, they want just like want to, to, to inhale some fresh country air. They, they want to be with the rich biodiversity of this beautiful island. They want to be ensconced somewhere in the cockpit country or in the Blue Mountains or someplace. They just want to be wherever. And they, and they want to hang out with the coolest them. people in the world, right? Exactly. <laughs> and our job is to provide them with the access. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> So Your man, Jamaican me hungry when <laughs> they try to start talking. A yeah. lot of people misrepresent tourism from the point of view that they think tourism is an entity unto itself. You know, it's like an economic activity and it's defined in a special kind of way. 
not so. Tourism is really a confluence of many moving parts and a, a whole range of economic mm -hmm. and social activities have to come together by force, have to come together by force in order to create the experience that um, the visitor pays for. So it is, it is that you are benefiting from tourism and you are not even conscious of it simply because of where you work and you associate that job arrangement with a certain type of industry. And you don't see that that industry is a huge supplier of the goods and services of tourism that without which there would be no tourism. You know, coming you take, back to the, coming you take back to water, the... National mm -hmm. Water um, Commission, for example, um, perhaps a little under a third of, of the customers, the, the big paying customers are tourism entities, hotels and restaurants and attractions all over the country, electricity, um, you know, so you work with JPS, you wouldn't imagine that um, that has any in, impact on tourism, but it does because again, uh, well over 20% of the supplies. You work with Red Stripe, for example, DNG or whatever the new owners are, and you think that you're working with a, a, a beer bottling company. No, you're working with a tourism-related company because the largest customers for Red Stripe are, um, are the hotels. You work with Wesinko and you think that Wesinko is all about um, you know, styrofoam and plastics and so on and so forth that they sell or different. The vast majority of their um, inventory goes directly to um, hotels. So the poultry farm, for example, you know, um, and you can talk about all the, the poultry farming establishments in Jamaica, a huge percentage of their output goes to tourism. So I'm only making the point that Grace Kennedy, for example, will tell you about a third of his marketing business is to hotels and restaurants. Wow. So all, all, all we're trying to say is that tourism is inserted into every facet of the economic activity and economic life of the country. And therefore, people are not to see it as an entity out there saying them and us. Tourism is all of us, it's each of us contributing to it. And if we don't, there's no tourism. Well, coming back to the Airbnb issue, there has been talk, I, I believe you are quoted as saying, you guys are looking at possible regulations for the industry. What type of regulations did you have in mind? Well, I, I don't regard uh, Airbnb as an industry person. What I regard it is as a, as a service area of the tourism supply chain. And, um, and, and what, what, what happens is that every destination has to protect its brand and its image. And the things that are required to be done for this is, um, is, is sometimes at a cost. So somebody has to pay to ensure that the safety, security, and seamlessness that you promise in the market to all the visitors who come to the country is preserved and that is not second guessed. So it is important that resources are provided to enable infrastructure so that there's access to these Airbnb properties all across. There's good running water, there's proper. Uh, that sounds like you're saying you want to tax it. No, 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 not at all. And I think we wanted to get, uh, and there's something I needed to say on this because to create a fiscal arrangement that embraces all does not necessarily mean a taxation policy. Um, the 
Airbnb, for example, on their platform has their own method of working out how they can make the contribution to, to, to the countries that they have business. And we have been talking, as a matter of fact, for my own sins, um, at one stage, I was the poster boy for Airbnb. I, I was chairman of the executive council of the UNWTO affiliates. When the established um, accommodation groups were barking at Airbnb and literally said, absolutely no way for them. And as chairman, I stood up and said, absolutely not. They represent innovation. And they, they represent, you know, uh, the, the, the whole business of freshness and newness that people are demanding. And if people demand a good, it is not our place to block it. We're a private sector. At the time, I was in the private sector. We're a private sector. And the purpose of the private sector is to create space for innovation. And, and Airbnb was. And I prevailed. And today, Airbnb is what it is. So they, they have been in, in contact with me, and we have been talking. Um, and just as they've done to New York and other places where they've been able on their platform. So it doesn't become a burden directly on the Airbnb. When you said they have been in touch with you, you mean Airbnb? Who's yeah. been in touch with you? Airbnb. I mean, they... they, they about they, what? what? What is... About how, how to enable an arrangement with us that uh, makes a contribution to the economy outside of the accommodation subsectors. And how are they suggesting that be done? How would you no, it want It that is to done on done? the platform itself, long before the visitor comes here. So how? Know, the Airbnb um, owner, let's call it that, you know, for, for a better phrase, wouldn't have to remit a dollar. All that is tied into the package that gets um, there. The, the customer pays all of that before they come. So Airbnb gives the Jamaican government a percentage or a fee? Is that, is that how it that's, works? That's the kind of they do in several countries. We lost it just for a second, Minister. Your internet yeah, what I'm saying out. that this is the kind of thinking because that's what they do in many, many countries. So is that what they do with Jamaica? They give the Jamaican no, government at the moment, there's no such arrangement. So this is what we're looking at as a possibility. Ah, so are you negotiating so that type of arrangement? And, and scared that you're going to be, you know, hounding them down with, with tax auditors and so on. No, are you, are you negotiating <laughs> that type of arrangement now? That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of thinking that we're looking at. Yes. Okay. No, but when it comes to Airbnb as well, there's a, another part of the equation, another part of the, you know, there's the pros and cons towards it. And we've been having this discussion on my social, social media platforms the past few weeks, whereas people are saying that Airbnb people are buying up these properties to use as Airbnb. And while it benefits the tourism industry, uh, it leads to a shortage of housing opportunities for locals. So right. how do we achieve that balance? Right. So um, that's a, a very delicate discussion, especially that you're talking about private initiative and private sector activity. And, um, you know, the market is about demand and supply. So what we have to, to look at is you can't regulate and say to people, you, once you own a property, you don't have a right to its usage and how it is used. But I think that from time to time, uh, 
different strata management arrangements are established and homeowners get together and make rules about how they will operate in their space. So I think that much of that has to be the way forward as to, you know, because you can't regulate and say that, you know, you cannot have more than 10 rooms in this place for so-and-so or five rooms or so-and-so. Um, I, I know that it is a challenge. Um, I've, I've seen the problems that um, New York is having in that regard. I knew of the problem that Barcelona had in Spain in that regard and so on. So we, we're quite aware of it, but I think a lot of the activities have now to be managed and regulated by us ourselves, we the homeowners. Yes, indeed. So it continues to be an issue. I imagine that as the Minister of Tourism, though, that you fall on the side of allowing private interest to, to rent out their properties if they want to. Well, I... If it comes I'm, to a debate in Parliament, is that the side you'll take, the position no, you take? I'm, I'm in the middle. I have to balance it, the whole process, because there's a social dimension that I cannot ignore. In other words, there is no economic activity that should deny social development must be in harmony with the social development and so you know we have to look at how we can create more affordable housing and how you know between the state and investors because there is a value to investing for long-term rental as well as there's a value for um, investing for short-term rental and the truth is that for short-term rental there's a, a, a limit you know, and, and that limit is a function of what type of visitor flow that you get into the country. While you have a population which is here and is domestic, that gives you a demand that is evergreen. Would you be in favor of some of the some of the measures taken in New York regarding Airbnb, where they're saying that you have to be in the property in order to rent it out and so on? And you have to be a, a resident of New York various no, regulations i think there's a whole menu of um you know measures that homeowners together can take uh, i think that the real estate market you know is fully capable of, of 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 regulating itself in that regard and also to to ensure that there is social order because in the end if there isn't everybody goes down you know, I think that there is a level of, of you know, commercialism um, and even a, a level of avarice that is connected with it. But in the end, it's about what the balance that creates harmony and enables us to have social management. Let's take a couple other questions from our viewers. We have Orville here. He says, what are you doing about the hotels, especially the Spanish-owned hotels, basically locking out locals from providing entertainment at their properties? Well, look, my take on the matter is that uh, goods and services respond to demand and supply. And within that frame, if you have a good product and that good product is well-known, chances are you will have um, access because there's no denial of access in Jamaica, absolutely none. And if there's any case where that is happening, let us know quickly so we deal with it and deal with it very firmly. Um, but every area has a requirement and standards are established and people want a certain type of product. 
And if you have that product and, and it is uh, uh, available and attractive, I'm sure that you will not be denied. I think a lot of times when we hear arguments about it, it has a lot to do with the kind of product that you are presenting. Uh, this is one of the reasons why we are now looking at establishing um, an entertainment academy for tourism, because tourism, like every other activity, has a particular requirement for a certain level and standard of performance and, and activity. Um, and so it's not every entertainment activity that is that is attractive to a visitor. It is true that the passion points vary, but at the same time, um, for example, entertainment for children and for certain demographics are different from other demographics. For example, entertainment for the millennials versus entertainment for the uh, baby boomers. Last night we spoke about that a little. And to remind everybody that there's still 71 million baby boomers in the U.S. that travel and that go all over. Their type of entertainment is different. So you have to look at how now to create that which is going to be um, appropriate for the market. So before you leave, Minister, a couple of hot topics that we have to address. One of them has to do with the, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was a hacking incident, but thousands of unsuspecting visitors to Jamaica were lured into paying, well, I think it's 35 US dollars to enter the country. Yes. Was it a clone um, website? What happened? Believe me, I mean, we're still trying to, to find out properly what, what is happening. So what we in tourism have been doing is to put, Put, put out, um, you know, notices and to enter into various kind of arrangements to educate, educate, educate all our visitors and others that there is absolutely no fee, no payment, no pecuniary consideration for filling out your C5 form electronically. Go on the website, fill out the form, that's it. It really is a shame that we can't do anything without having the downside of scamming and all that sort of nefarious activity. It is really, really a shame. But what do you do if you go on what you believe to be the site and then there is a fee, but then you have to fill out the form in order to get into Jamaica? Well, once there's a fee, just stop. Once so then how do you get into Jamaica? Do you just no, take it up with the immigration don't use, officer? You don't use, you don't use that, that um, system because, you know, um, we are we are discussing it. We're discussing it, and I, I I know we're gonna find the answer in the end because the very technology that you have, which sometimes is is not as foolproof as sometimes we think, um, but in the end we get it right. Um, and every system all over the world has had these little teething pains, and unscrupulous people try to do things with it. Even when we had. The, um, the COVID arrangements, if you remember, you know, we had to be reviewing, 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 because there are always those who would try to break through the system for nefarious purposes. So, so if you so if you encounter that issue, what do you do? Just say when you reach Jamaica, talk to the immigration officer and do a paper-based form. What do you do well, in that situation? No, but I would say shut it down. I mean, because you can do paper-based as well. It's not just that everyone must do um, the, the electronic. There's still scope for that. 
and almost every airline still has the C forms in paper form. So you can use it. But we don't we don't encourage it because we really want to perfect the system. And I'm hearing less and less now of people who, you know, have have encountered this demand for payment. But um I'm telling you, it is painful. It's not. Uh, it, 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 it it leaves a very bitter taste in your mouth. But um, Kalila, you know, unfortunately, you know, we have that element. Um, we're gonna have to just work it through and get it right. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Minister Thank Bartlett. You. Thank you very much, and um, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, I tell you, you look great in that uniform. <laughs> <laughs> the money mission uniform. The yes. money Jenna. Yes, thank you again. Okay, so, and, like, good luck, I, and good luck with your, you know, your money mission program. I like the idea, really, bringing young people together, you know, and create that. Create wealth. Health, yes, prosperity. Absolutely. That's <laughs> prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> I should not be surprised that you use that word. All right, let's go to our viewers. It's time for our poll question. Do you think the government should regulate Airbnbs? Do you think the government should regulate Airbnbs? This is your poll question tonight. A, yes, it will be better for long-term renters. B, no, it's going to pressure small businesses and landlords. C, it will drive up long-term rental prices. D, it benefits the economy or other, leave a comment. So you can take this poll on Twitter or on the community, uh, community tab of my YouTube channel. You can also just leave a comment in the chat as well. Do you think the government should regulate Airbnbs? All right, so last night, like we've been mentioning, we had our official money mission launch at the Pegasus Hotel. Boy, did it look nice. Even though it rained, a lot of you still turned out and I appreciate you coming through was it thunderstorm it was rain it was hard rain and you made it some of you made it so here's a short clip of what happened so it's like social media for money you have your feed you have the ability to connect with other members you can share your own thoughts you can ask questions you can share articles you can get feedback from other members but then there's the added benefit of being able to attend webinars, take courses, and curate your space to whatever financial goal it is that you have. Yeah, very short clip, but the full broadcast is available on YouTube. So if you weren't able to make it, you can check out that launch. You can hear what Minister Bartlett said, what Minister Hill said, what Metri said, what Mark said, what I said, the full presentation. Oh, I said quite a bit in that presentation. I had to be honest with you guys. So a lot's coming up in the Money Mission community. At the end of this month, our next session of Ask Mike is coming up. That's October 30. And the Mike I refer to is none other than Michael Lee Chin. Do not ask him about NCB. He is going to be there to give advice on personal finance and business. So regardless of all the drama going on with that company right now, he still has a wealth of knowledge 
uh, based on a lifetime of experience in running businesses, owning businesses, and of course, in the field of personal finance. Money Mission members are going to be the ones we select to ask questions because he has asked that we cut down the time from two hours to one hour. Given everything that is happening right now, his time commitment is a little more tight, so we appreciate that he's still coming on to do the next session with us on October 30. But this time around, we only have one hour, not two, which means we can only select five people to ask a question, and you can look out for the form going out via email within the next week or so. For those of you who want to apply to get the opportunity to be mentored by Michael Lee Chin. Look out for that very soon and reminding you that you got to be a Money Mission member in order to ask a question. However, we will be streaming live to YouTube just like last time so everybody can watch and benefit from the advice. But in order to participate this time around, it's members only. Last time, I opened it up to the community, to all of you, because we had more time. This time we don't have a lot of time, so we have to be very selective with the people who are able to you know, participate in asking Mr. Leachin a question. So the link is in the description to join the community. You also want to be on the newsletter at kalilareynolds.com newsletter so that you're notified when the call for applications goes out within the next week. All right, so that's, what was that, money mission stuff? Oh, what's coming up next? Up next, we have your market recap and the analysts are standing by. This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency, insurance made easy. Hey, moneymakers, join the KRM fam with our official merch. Get it now at KalilaReynolds.com. Let's get this money. The JC Combined Index lost almost 12,000 points or 3.5% last week. 121 stocks traded across the main and junior markets for the week ending Friday, October 6, 2023. 39 made gains, 73 lost value, and 9 stayed the same. 97 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, valued at $540 million. Trans-Jamaican Highway was last week's most traded stock. It took up 16% of market volume with 16 million shares trading. The stock gained 16 cents to open Monday at $2.90. Carreras traded at the second highest. The stock gained 4 cents to open this week at $8.08. And one great studio rounded out last week's most traded with 9 million shares changing hands. The stock lost 4 cents to open Monday at $1.05. Now let's see who had the biggest gains for the week. ISP Finance was the market's biggest gainer. The stock was up 29% to open Monday at $44. Main Event had the second biggest gain last week. The stock was up 21%, closing the week at $15.99. And JMMB Group 5.75% FRUSDCR preference shares was up 16% to open the week at $2.17 US. On the losing side now, Paramount Trading was the week's biggest loser. The stock lost 43 cents to open Monday at $1.56. Caribbean Assurance Brokers was the week's second biggest loser, opening the new week at $2.52. And 138 Student Living Variable Preference was down almost 19%, closing last week at $85. Over on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange, the Composite Index was mostly stable last week. 
National Enterprises was the most traded stock. The stock's price remained unchanged to open this week at $3.55 TT. Endeavor Holdings was the biggest gain of the week. The stock was up 15% to start the week at $14.95 TT. And on the losing side, Ansa Merchant Bank fell almost 4% to open Monday at $42.63 TT. Over in the U.S., the Dow Jones was mostly stable last week, while the S&P 500 was up half a percent, and the Nasdaq gained almost 2%. At the pumps, gas prices fell $3.06 last week, while regular diesel prices rose $0.01 cent and low sulfur diesel rose $0.82. Cents. In foreign exchange, it took an average $155.48 Jamaican to purchase one U.S. dollar last Friday. That's the same as the week before. Meanwhile, it took an average $114.60 Jamaican to purchase one Canadian dollar. One British pound cost on average $190.25 Jamaican. And you could buy one euro for $167.78 Jamaican on average. Finally, on the crypto markets, Bitcoin prices fell 1% over the past five days, trading at $27,508 US on Monday, while Ethereum was down 3%, trading at $1,594 US on Monday. This segment of Taking Stock, the Analysts, is brought to you by Jamaica National Group. We'll help you find a way. And Profit Jumpstarter. Disclaimer. This is not intended as financial advice. Please consult a licensed financial advisor before making investment decisions. Welcome back. I see some reactions to that interview pouring in. So Kish says the minister is doing an excellent job putting Jamaica out there. He was even on Sky News last week. I see Sean says, well, he gave little to no helpful information. Kiss me teeth. <laughs> and then Richard said, good job. You weren't so easy on him like you were with Brogad. <laughs> you thought that was easy on Brogad? All right, I'll take it. That's fine. That's fine. A lot of other comments as well regarding you know what's going on in the tourism industry. You have Al-Germain saying this is the best minister out of all of them. He provides a lot of job opportunities and he gets a lot of hotels to establish in Jamaica, etc. I can go on. LeVar commenting on Money Mission, saying that I should sponsor some other young people to join the Money Mission community. You know, I've thought of that. And I'll tell you why I think it's a bad idea. I've done stuff. First of all, I provide a lot of free content. This show is free. A lot, everything on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is free. And then second of all, I believe that if you want to truly invest in your future, you have to have some skin in the game. At some point in time, you have to make a financial commitment to better yourself. I have done programs in the past for free. I've done stuff where I've got, gotten people sponsored to attend events that I hosted, paid events. And let me tell you what happened, right? Everybody who paid showed up. And the people who didn't pay, the people who were sponsored, who I went out of my way to secure sponsorship for, they didn't show up. And you know why they didn't show up? They weren't invested. You got to be invested in your own future. So even though I could, you know, offer money mission for free, I think at some point in time, you have to make the investment in yourself. Anyway, it's time now for the analysts. And I'm joined by business writer at the Jamaica Observer, David Rose. Now just take off that comment for me, please. 
there we go, David Rose and CEO of Profit Jumpstarter, Keisha Bailey. Welcome, David. Welcome, Keisha. Hi. Hi. Good night, Kalila. Night, Keisha. Night. Hi. So before we get into our topics for the evening, I'm going to ask David, because David always has the scoop. David always know. I saw somebody ask. I hope I Yes, here it is. Christopher. Christopher says, a lot of talk about a potential takeover of dollar. Any scoop on this? I haven't heard anything. Have you? No, and to be honest, I'm still just going to <clears throat> observe because I know that with respect to the current JSC junior market rules, the way that you know the company can send a junior market is that it shouldn't be a subs an associate, you know, which is defined on the junior market rules as you know, add an associate or a subsidiary of a main market company. So while wide base which should have been the entity that maybe used to purchase the 10% stake in dollar with private, it still falls under maybe investments, which is a public set company. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a takeover, you know, 50% or anything else like that. But in the same breath, they have considerably gained ground in the perspective of maybe investments and SVL. You know, which with maybe investments being run by Gary Peters CEO, and on the other hand, SVB run by Gary Peters executive chairman. So there are definitely some plays coming up very shortly. I remember them saying that they want to, well, SVL basically aim to help support dollars go through the five billion dollar worth of funding, and with all the gambling going on at daytime, it doesn't seem preposterous. So it's just to see how these developments progress, but it's something to watch. And the reason why I came to point that out, Khalil, is because when Grace Kennedy, you know, got control of key, they had to move to the main market. Albeit the fact that, you know, their tax record was almost over at that point, but still, this is the kind of consideration that has to be taken into context. Because when dollar was unregulated, meaning not uh, regulated under the BOJ, they used to pay 25% tax rate. As a related entity now, they have to pay 33 and a third percent. So these are some of the traders that have to be considered. Even though they're on, the, they're on the junior market, right? Remember in the first five years, again, the 100% tax remission. But remember, dollar use was not regulated prior to getting their market credit license. Mm -hmm. So our tax regime is, if you're unregulated, you pay 25% income tax rate. If you're regulated, you pay 33 and a third percent. Regulated mean you're regulated by the BOJ, FSC, or OUR. Yeah, like but, that, but when you're listed, that's a different situation, isn't it? As no. a listed company. No, so remember, and as a listed company, you still pay the tax rate of your jurisdiction, you know. It is that the junior market company, for the first five years, you pay no income tax in that period. And then for the remaining five years, you pay half of normal rate. So right now, dollar is benefiting from no tax uh, for its Jamaican operations, meaning income tax. If they were to be pushed so the over to the main... percent tax is what type of tax? That's for a regulated entity, which dollar technically now is because they have a microcredit license from the Bank of Jamaica. Well, which tax is that? What's that called? No, that's regular income tax. So you have income I'm tax at 25%. No, so it's regulated companies... 
No, no, so and, and I'm probably jumping. I think you guys are saying the same thing. Um, Kalila is asking if there's a tax break and then, you know, why the relevance of the 33% there. But David is saying the 33% will kick in, I guess, in year 10 after oh. this. So you but guys are kind of saying the same thing. Okay. But the thing is, if they get pushed over to the main market, they really have to pay the 30 and 30% at the same time. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that that's clear, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Thank you, Keisha. So we had a couple of comments that kind of set up what I want to say next. So Javon said it's dividend season. Hope you guys have been smiling to and from the bank. There's TJH dividends coming in. Uh, Sean says not a lot of food companies on the JSC, though we have to go open a food stall. And that was in response to what Minister Bartlett was just saying about food being one of the big areas of service to tourism. Now, speaking of food and the linkage to tourism, Caribbean producers' Jamaica results are out for the year, ended June 30, 2023. I remember when they were on this program, they spoke about how a lot of what they actually sell is to the tourism industry. So, David, how did they do? So, in the case of Caribbean producers, Jamaica Limited, meaning CPJ, their consolidated revenue was up 19%. $242.58 million Jamaican dollars, sorry, US dollars. Uh, but on the flip side, the consolidated net profit was down 19% to $6.22 million US. And that was large as a result of some settlements with tax administration Jamaica and customs. But if you're to actually remove those one-off expenses and normalize run rate, they surpassed their 2022 net profit. So that's to kind of show you that CPJ is actually doing a lot better uh, despite you know, all the price increases and other things that sort of occurred over the last year in terms of price increases, uh, grain increases, and just you know the different events that have occurred as well. So CPJ is doing pretty darn well. And to complement that growth, you know, they're expanding the meat manufacturing plant, which is based at Freeport, Montego Bay, where their head office is. They're adding more solar capacity to further cut down on their JPS bill. And on top of that, they're also going you know, to open another distribution center in St. Lucia. So CPJ is based in both Jamaica and St. Lucia, where they own a 51% stake in the St. Lucia business. But at the end of the day, CPJ is looking far ahead at the growth prospects in the Jamaican market. And, you know, with in their from what they're saying was that they're tracking over 5,000 to 7,000 new rooms in the coming years. So they're actually getting ready for that significant tidal wave of new rooms while also looking to further build out their retail business as well. Well, that's good stuff. So Levar has a question for you, or it might be a comment. So Levar says, CPJ is doing big things, but then they need a new business strategist. The CPJ food market needs to expand across all 14 parishes. I see high demand for the corporate area, but no move. What do you think about that? So it's a very delicate balance because I know that uh, like, if you pass by some meat shops or different uh, I should say, you know, like corner shops, wholesale locations, different communities, you're seeing CPJ branding, like for the CPJ branded seafood and other amenities. But in terms of the food stores, like the one at uh, Lady Musgrave Road or at Draxall, 
I think they're going to be very specific about where they do open doors and considering the traffic in the in those spaces as well. Because one thing that Mark Hart, you know, who is the chairman, highlighted is that while retail is growing considerably fast, they're being very careful to not necessarily just build and provide services for retail without considering the true ability to not just remain profitable, but also to be able to grow further and scale. So CPJ you know, is focusing on supporting the villas and just, for example, other private, uh, uh, I should say, hospitality-based uh, in a segment segments that are complementary to their business. So like, remember they cover a lot of the high-end wines. At one point they used to distribute Red Bull. I think they still distribute Monster Energy Drink. Uh, they got the Sazerac portfolio of of wines recently, you know, that's the including the fireball drink. Uh, but to expand to all 14 parishes, well, they are doing Mount Lady Musgrave Road. So that's our two parishes, then plus St. James at their current HQ, plus Draxall, four parishes already. But everything takes its time because who knows? We're seeing in Portmore, Starbucks, Fontana, Price Mart. With a CBJ won't go there next, and with this new highway, it's an even greater possibility for different businesses to go further out on the south coast of the country. Mm. You know, something that I forgot to ask the minister about, as he mentions the Draxhall location, the immediate image that came to mind, as I said, Draxhall is congestion, traffic in that area because of all the development that I, I meant to ask him and i forgot because we got caught up with the airbnb discussion but i wonder what is being done re-infrastructure development around that area because now that we're seeing all this tourism growth there's just can the facilities accommodate it's clearly i can't because we're having all this congestion we're having issues with garbage collection ocho rios we're having a lot needs to be done but it also tells me, David, that there are more opportunities for private sector to get involved in perhaps some of these projects. What do you think? It's a real possibility. It's just to see how it will actually be executed at the best value while you know ensuring a proper project is delivered because while the private sector is there, you do want to ensure that whatever is developed and complete is to the best standard because we saw persons, you know, falling into the ditches along Harborview on Monday. So we have to just be very careful of that. But I believe Dr. Clark, in one of his prior presentations, had mentioned some expansion works along the North Coast in terms of the road roadways. I'm not sure where along the area of the North Coast, but with respect to that exit point of the highway north-south, and going into the town of Ocherios alongside that area going to Draxall, that definitely needs some expansion work because oh. I remember, I think it was 2021 April when we had, uh, no, it was April 2022 Easter weekend when the entire roadway in that area shut down. It was yep. just traffic on both ends, rain falling plus just people were flocking to that area. It was New uh, Year's as well, when there was that big concert and people always just gridlocked. The whole thing, no. it definitely needs expansion. There's backlog at Priory, there's backlog through Drax Hall, and then now there's a new housing development, a massive housing development 
going up next to Richmond in St. Anne. So that's going to cause even more problems unless it but is very but this is also where the parasites can come in because Nostad Express can easily look to work in with some of these events organizers, you know, to shuttle persons to have events as a way to help avoid the congestion of traffic at a specific point. Mm, not a bad idea. So Javon says, Javon says, I bought CPJ at nine or ten dollars and was able to sell it for about eighteen or nineteen just before the pandemic. Nice, Javon. And he says, I was able to make a more tangible investment with the gains, hoping to buy again. Good for you. Well, let's look overseas now. Keisha, the teacher. The Dow <laughs> Jones closed nearly 200 points higher on Monday. What caused this jump? Yeah, so the, the news is really around the Israel and Palestine war and the investor implications there. Um, I know a lot of persons would have seen over the weekend where persons from Gaza, they invaded Israel, um, killing a lot of persons, lots of bloodshed there. And Israel has retaliated and um, declared outright war. Now on Monday, what we saw happening then is that major markets all across the world, the stock prices were falling because of the same panic and fear like we saw with Russia and Ukraine last year. Well, no, earlier this year, it's still the same time. So, um, no, 2022, Russia, Ukraine were um, kicked off. But the thing is, panic and fear set in, and then oil prices again started going up because these are very large oil-producing nations, and so oil prices took um, a, a big move higher. And then gold, which is normally seen as a safe haven investment, gold prices also started running up higher as well as bonds because these are the, the safer types of investments. Now, flip into now Tuesday, the market has reversed. So this is just the classic oh, volatility, wow. as classic as it can get, as textbook definition of volatility. It can get down one day, up the next, you know, right now, Investors are kind of shrugging off the war to say, you know, it will not have a large global impact. And so persons bought the dip, essentially bought up a lot of stocks. Oil prices are back down a little bit, thank God, because we couldn't <laughs> bear for any more of that. But also gold prices have also come back down. So the, the takeaway here is that we want to watch this volatility very carefully. I know some persons may be thinking, you know, wow, buying opportunity, let me rushing and buy the dip, but you know, you may just get chopped off because the volatility is crucial right now. So staying on the sidelines, watching what's happening, see how the war plays out is a safer and you know, more fundamental move. You know, I'm big on fundamentals. So that's the, the safer move right here, rather than kind of jumping in and trying to take advantage of all of the swings that we see. Now, for those who tend to want to jump in and take advantage of what's happening there is a trend so it's not the first time we've seen war we've had been dealing with russia ukraine war what types of stocks tend to move during a time like this when you have war yeah so um it was mainly oil stocks with russia ukraine and typically in war because oil prices go up wars are inflationary in nature and so oil Oil is usually the key that moves. Also put options, which are more on the exotic type of um, investment. A lot of persons do that because put options do well when stock prices are falling. 
So persons do that. And then, of course, you know, rushing to gold as well because gold is safe haven and it's also seen as a protection against inflation. So those typically work well in times of crisis, not just work with any times of crisis and uncertainty, you know, it's kind of rush for safety that usually comes out. Not saying they're going to work this time, though, not saying they're going to work because the volatility is different. No, we still have right. the Ukraine war going on. And then this would not be a second war. So I, I don't know if it's kind of also playing out. I you know, heard it before. Um, Russia, Ukraine still at war and the world is okay. Persons aren't as hit so much now between what's happening between Israel and their Hamas. Okay. Well, before we go, Keisha, you have your event coming up. All Remind this us about here. the details. Right. So the Build Wealth Workshop is this week, Saturday. We are sold out for in-person, full up in-person, but there are a lot of virtual tickets that are still available. We have some heavy hitters coming in. We have um, another one of the, the EYL team persons, Daniel. He's going to be joining us virtually to come in. He's coming from Canada, so we're getting a Canadian perspective now. Who is that, Daniel from EYL? He's on the, the Canadian side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can it, well, the, if they have a, we'll talk. <laughs> uh, Canadians. You got the EYL hookup, man. Rashad, <laughs> Matthew, now Daniel. So he's going to be there on the, the Canadian side, though, um, just giving us the, the real estate development focus. So he's a real estate developer. He's going to be coming to teach persons how do I really make money from real estate development. It's not as simple as, you know, throw up two holes and hope for the best. There's really a methodology behind it. And I'm going to be teaching, how do you build a structured portfolio that has stocks, real estate, bonds? How do you combine everything to actually build a portfolio that can actually build wealth? So it's going to be October 14, this Saturday. Tickets are still there for virtual. It's profitjumpstarter.com slash workshop to grab those tickets because they might go fast because people mm -hmm. want to learn, especially in these times, you know, you have to control how you earn and what you do. And so knowledge is power. So got to be in the room. Absolutely. Those of you who missed Keisha's special offer two weeks ago, Sarfono. Yeah, that, that's when everybody ordered and buy up. <laughs> Y'all weren't serious at all if you didn't, if you didn't order last week. Because that what she just described, that is priceless. That is gold. Plus, she's giving you food. So <laughs> you guys who sign up virtually, it's BYO food. <laughs> Bring your own food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we have some right. special stuff for our virtual audience. We have some really special stuff that some surprises. So when you nice. come in, you will see them. We're doing stuff to ensure that the virtual audience get turned. So and it's all day, right? What time does it start? Saturday. It's 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it's three hours. Okay, that's not bad at all. No. Yeah. No. All right. Well, thank you so much, Keisha. Thank you one as thing. usual, David. We'll take one last a thing. Break. You have one. All right. Let's take one last point, David. <laughs> so uh, one thing Keisha mentioned about this about Portsic, there also can be the strategy of a straddle, you know, another option strategy. Another development would be Alaska Microfinance getting their market credit license. And the other development is Sajikura Financial Company Limited, which is the parent company of Sajikura Group Jamaica, was upgraded by SMP to an investment grade credit rating. So they were from triple B to double B. Very nice. So that means in the future, instead of financial company wants to refinance, you know, 
different instruments, they can actually refinance at a lower rate. And all these rising tides mean good for JMM Group Limited, which is the shareholder in SFC, and JMM Group is a the shareholder proven groups that is the largest shareholder in JMMB Group. So these rising tides of credit upgrades for Jamaica benefit everybody else. And it's good, it's looking, I'm looking forward to the coming years to see if we can actually make that investment grade credit rating, because that is where you're actually gonna see prices really take off, Kalila. Mm, okay, you heard it from David, you got the scoop. Let's take a quick break and come back with final comments. This segment of Taking Stock, the Analyst, was brought to you by Jamaica National Group. We'll help you find a way. And Profit Jumpstarter. Top five places to meet Richmond in Jamaica. Number five, we're coming in at AC Hotel Lounge slash Bar. If you go here, you'll meet a lot of nice professional men who have jobs within the corporate area, whether in business, finance, or governance. So this was a pretty accurate video. He gave some good places, but he actually missed one. Shh. You want to know where? It's the Money Mission community. That's where all the money people go to talk about money and figure out ways to make even more money. Oh, that one always cracks me up. All right, so let's take some of your comments. Treat You Botanical says, I believe we should try to create a farm system similar to that of the farm work program. The government sending thousands of farm workers abroad each year. Why not try to create something like that? Javon says, the tourism industry is mainly geared towards individuals with larger capital base as they can afford to set up establishments that can host the large influx of people that visit at any one time. Then we have Treat You Again, who says, I have my degree in tourism and hospitality management, and I feel depressed at times. The pay is not cutting it. The glass ceiling is strong. I've been trying to get a work at JTB for the longest time. Mm. Pablo says, Jamaicans as a whole do not benefit from tourism. 90% of tourism dollars is taken out of the country. As a matter of fact, 60% of the money spent on tourism does not even go through a Jamaican bank. And then we have Pablo continued. I know of someone who visited Jamaica five times and has never left his resort. We always hear these stories, right? He eats the same food he eats in New York and drinks the same beer. He's encouraged not to leave the resort, so he does not. Sad. We hear these stories all the time. Phil says, facts, Cal, invested means interested. I love that. I'm going to start using that for sure. So once you are invested, once you put your money in, once you put your skin in the game, that means you are much more likely to show up, to do the work, to participate, and so on, because you want to get your money's worth, right? Invested means interested. And it's for the same reason that when you take out a loan, the banks usually won't give you 100% financing. In most instances, they're going to give you 90 sometimes 95 percent financing sometimes less but they want you to have skin in the game because they want you to be financially invested as well christopher says a certain investment firm has reported up their stake has reportedly upped their stake in dollars i have to be translating for you guys all right let me start over a certain investment firm has reportedly upped their stake in dollar to about 34% and climbing. Interesting. 
as some people say, watch this space. And then we have final comment from Al Germain says, I think the strategy CPJ is using is great. Not all parishes have traffic like the ones they're operating in now. I think Portmore would be a best next market for them. Okay, good stuff. Anything else here? Yeah, we're going to leave it at that for now. Kish says the blue chip companies are on top for now. That's it for tonight's show. I want to thank you for joining us, reminding you to like the video. Where my like police at? Subscribe to the channel, share with a friend, get on the newsletter at kalilareynolds.com slash newsletter. We will be sending out the call for Ask Mike within the next week. Also remember to turn on those post notifications so that you can be the first to see everything when it drops. We want to help people learn more about money so we can all get this money together. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kalila Ray. And remember, that's my only account. I don't have any backup accounts. If you want to connect with the analysts this week, check the description box below for their contact information. And you can also visit kalilareynolds.com for financial information. You can use however you like it. Watch this video, listen to the podcast version, or read our articles. Now tell a friend about taking stock because investing is the new sexy. So let's make it cool to talk about money. I'm Kalila Reynolds. Thanks for watching. Let's get this money. <laughs> <laughs>